Estás escuchando Radio Primavera Sound. Proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome once again to the Weekly Review, a weekly radio show where grown men grow to learn and Ma treats us with the admirable patience of the young. On this week's show, we look back uh, at all the Glastonbury discourse, uh, including Lana's late arrival, Rena's words for Matt Healy and Lewis Capaldi's career break. Plus, we review our slightly delayed album of the week, Jada G's Guy. I mean, I make no promises, but we said we were going to do it last week, and I feel like we're going to do it this week. And we also discuss critical responsibility, which is something that has been uh, weighing on me this week. But firstly... Nicki Minaj, I Spice, featuring Aqua. Did you enjoy that? I think nobody should be allowed to ever make a song again after this one. <laughs> like, this is the last song. This is how music history ends. Like, this is all we need. That's it. No need for new music. That's it. It finishes with this song. And this is like finishing it on a high. Do you want that? Like, I'm going to make myself depressed. Were you alive when the original Aqua song was released? Uh, I don't know if it like the birth date, but obviously I know all the lyrics to Aqua's um, Barbie Girl. Why is it like I, was, I sort of it seemed to fade into history for a while, and now it's kind of back. 1997. No, uh, they, uh, maybe I was born the day it was released. <laughs> maybe they said, "Wow, um, I'm a Barbie world in a plastic world." I'm and, a Barbie and girl I, in a pla- in a Barbie, <laughs> a Barbie world. Mike, you know the lyrics. I, Liar. It's um, five a.m. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, um, and then I was born. That's my. If you ever wondered how I came to this planet, it's because Aqua sang those words, and then I, I, I emerge. <laughs> Your poor mum was struggling in hospital. Would you like some whale noises? <laughs> no, like, I would no. like Aqua's Barbie Girl, please. Yes. Oh my god. You know, you know that whole thing about like people who who make playlists to go and give birth to. Just doesn't ah. Maybe uh, we have a market in that, like in a new kind of. Mm, music like it's not relaxing it's maybe a little bit stressing maybe we have a niche we can explore and we put barbie girl barbie, barbie world on repeat do you know how much people would hate us um let's discover <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that much no quite a lot i think i mean like you know obviously i've uh Never, never given birth. But from from what I'm led no. to believe, from from what I'm led to believe, it's not exactly a picnic, and you probably don't want Barbie girl. But did you know this is something I discovered like last year? If you make a playlist on Spotify and enough people follow it, it's like YouTube videos, and you get money back. It's like do you? I think so. I think people make money out of them, and some people like trying to have careers as playlist makers or something like that i did something very cynical a few years ago which is you know how, how those sort of there's those playlists which are like uh hip-hop to study to or oh to chill out. Yeah. yeah i made a playlist called some like house to study to and i think this is it this is going to be my hit. it sounds like a good idea it wasn't uh i wonder how many people know i can probably have a look at it maybe now you and have see. thousands now Lo-fi house music to study, sleep, relax, chill and work to. It's a very good clickbait title. It has the CEO, (laughs) what's it called? Yeah, SEO kind of words. Yeah, you were really... It's got a picture of my parents' dog looking really chilled. Um, Okay, maybe we can work on that. Yeah, I don't know, depending on the dog. 
Oh, no, no. <laughs> she's a nice dog. Um, but yeah, we've only got two likes. No. Yeah, that's not good, is it? That's not good. That's not going to have to work on that. It's a good playlist. Anyone, if you anyone had, out there? If you had thousands, maybe you could make money out of it. Like, uh, or maybe they have changed that. But I swear, at some point, you could make money out of playlists. All right. Not you or me. By the way, talking of giving birth, right? I discovered something <laughs> okay. amazing uh, today. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is. By the traditional South Korean system... Uh, ah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, continue. Babies are one when they're born. Yep. How and did that's you know how, that? Because I, um, when I was... I am still... Well, when I had my K-pop face, um, every time you looked at the idol's age, it would be Korean age, blah, 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 and like standard ah. age, blah, blah, blah. And it's always like a year different or whatever. Yeah. Well, they're changing it now. No! Yeah, Why? yeah, yeah. Uh, because they say it kind of gives a weird impression of South Korea. And, no, um, it gives a very great impression. I, I will send them a letter like, no, it was a great impression. <laughs> but did you know the other part, which is that you add a year on the 1st of January? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know that <laughs> that's how it worked. And then on birthdays, they did like, yeah, it had like a weird system. It was very difficult to like get but yeah i love them and they're different it's always good to be like the different the odd one like oh my god i'm so quirky my baby's <laughs> one and he's just born <laughs> like i love that it's like the hours in catalan that you have to think oh i don't like it... <laughs> that i do not like that that god that's so hard <laughs> it is hard but it's like oh i'm different i'm the different one yeah no being different is cool being different is cool but like but not I, oh... that much <laughs> there should be limits <laughs> yeah exactly come on Kata. um hey talking of south korea talking about idols no? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, How, right, I, I have a confession to make. Okay. I watched episode two of The Idol yesterday. I think episode two is a thing, but episode three is going to make you want to rip your eyes out. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it that bad? Yeah, 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 yeah. Please watch it and then tell me what you think. Like, watch it till the end. Like, it is bad. It is bad. It is bad at the level that I think... Um. Have you seen the the latest news about the idol? Well, the, it's five episodes, not yeah, six. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's because of episode three. It's that bad. I think so. Uh, it's it's bad, and just like we were saying, not in a way that it's like, oh my god, uh, so um, I don't know, like uh, provocative and and so bad. It's like bad in a in a oh my god, not uh, I don't know. Is this the one in which uh, Jenny from Blackpink dances with someone and everyone got very angry? Or is, was that... I, I, I couldn't... I couldn't Jenny work. from Blackpink appears like five seconds dancing, but nothing scandalous. Well, she's like doing Lily's Rose's... Uh, or what's her name? Jocelyn's, Jocelyn's part in... like She's doing the, the music video she was supposed to be doing, and that's it. She doesn't appear again in episode three. So you know why because I, four is already out and I haven't seen it, so not no spoilers. As if you could spoil anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm on too. Um, but you know, you know why I decided to go back to it. <laughs> why? Partly because of what you said, right? Because Part you wanted to see the weekend being like very cringy. Well, no, it's because like you said, it was it was all right. And then I read I read an article which said the idol is good now. 
it was like after episode three, which kind of surprised me. And it was like, oh, yeah, you think the idol's rubbish, but it's actually quite good now. And it was like, yeah, there's basically, it's what we said, there's basically two two parts of it. There's one part, which is the music industry part, which is all kind of all right. Mm. And then there's the sort of Tedros Tedros being weird. Oh, I love the fact he's called Tedros Tedros. <laughs> yeah. Um, him being weird. And... Um, uh, episode two has got a lot of the music industry stuff and it's pretty good. And then episode three is great. That's what the review said. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm trying to like remember the episode as if I missed something. It's just bad. And there's a part that it it almost looks like a comedy. It almost looks like a, if a high schooler, like I remember sometimes teachers gave us like assignments to do. Um, you have to do like a a play or sort of thing where there's like a a learning at the end or something <laughs> and and it was always very bad and and very stereotypical and and it at, at times it feels like that at like there's there's a moment where the i think it's in, i don't know if it's in episode 2 or 3 but there's a moment where the the person that works like at universal or or like ticketmaster or something like this someone that that appear on episode one that has the rights to to sell the, the the concert tickets and stuff. He calls the manager, and the manager is like, "Oh yeah, we're we're really busy." And he tells the other manager, or I don't know who she is, to turn up the radio. And she and he's like, "Oh my God, hear all that noise! It's it's Jocelyn in the studio. Oh my God, <laughs> we can hear you." And the other one is like, "Oh, she's in the studio. Oh my God, yeah, tell her to keep going. Oh, the, and don't bother her like with with my presence or my call and stuff." And he's like, "Oh my God, yeah, yeah." And then at the end, they're like, "Oh my God, we're so bad. We tricked him with the radio being loud, and it's not actually Jocelyn." And like, was it written by a like 10 year old it's like oh my god they're gonna do like a trick on someone and it's not actually true it was a lie it's on the radio <laughs> it was the radio all along yeah well, here's another thing right i thought okay it's only five I, another reason why i watched episode two is like it's only five episodes that's quite short right hmm. and i thought if it's going to be only five like surely quite a lot's going to happen in episode two <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing happens. <laughs> it's like jocelyn records a video has a bit of a breakdown but for a long time, like yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels like we're actually in the studio, like oh, having God. to go over and over. It, it is, it's like it we is. got an idea of what is happening. That's it. I was, I looked down at sort of the the timing when she stopped recording the video. I was like twenty five minutes. <laughs> Jesus, I can't, I, I don't, I can't handle twenty. I've seen this, you know. Um, uh, great. Also, right, I, as as you know, I do music criticism. Yeah. yeah. And I am totally, totally baffled by uh, I'm a Freak, the song. Is it good? Is it I'm bad? Freak, I can't yeah. tell. Is it good or is it bad? I literally cannot I tell. I love it. That's the only thing I love about the idol. No, but it's not I'm very good, freak, though, is it? Yeah. Or is it? You know I <laughs> it. I should have it on, on my Spotify playlist on repeat as well. You should have it on your phone as, as your ringtone. Yeah. Everyone would it's know. Actually... Oh, and the, right. And the other thing, the other thing, I mean, there's very many other things. <laughs> yeah. Right. But one, like, okay, we're starting from a base level. I never really wanted to have sex with the weekend. I mean, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not kind of my thing, you know. No, all respect to anyone that okay. does, but like, you know, um, that's, you not know, on your not really priorities. my thing. But like, my God, do I not want to have sex uh, yeah, with her like, after, no. after seeing that? Like, it's awful. It's, it's awful. awful. Yeah. And it's like, we understand what acting is, okay? We're not <laughs> discovering it now. But there's something about it that makes me feel like, 
he's not really acting or he thinks he's acting a version of himself like oh you really want me i'm so such a bad boy and it's like oh stop i wish i could listen to your music again but now i won't be able just like you said yeah your career your all right all right i so yes and did you know he like may like made a statement like saying both me and sam levinson really knew um That everyone was gonna sh uh, hate the show. This is exact. This is playing out exactly as we knew it was gonna uh. play out. <laughs> You're you fell for the tricks, you dummies. <laughs> we we knew it was gonna happen this way. Haha, <laughs> jokes on you. And it's like. Is it on us or <laughs> is this is what you're trying to do? Or is the joke on you for making something yeah. a bit shit? Yeah, I remember when the Rolling Stone article came out and and his response was that part of the show where they trying to put her on the Rolling Stone cover and stuff and, and he's like, no, we then want that shitty magazine. To be, <laughs> and he, that was his response on on like haha we got you it's like this it feels like the show feels like that tweet for like hours if, if that yeah, tweet was yeah. like a show it would be yeah oh god the idol but i should watch episode three yeah then, yeah, just yeah. To... we should definitely finish it it's only five episodes okay. after all so we're, we're halfway through it already i wish right i was i was wishing this yesterday that somebody was just like had, had done a guide to it so you could just work out where you could fast forward it because <laughs> like I, I really don't want to see the sex scenes they're really just like turning like a really you know, I, I, I think I think uh, episode three is gonna make you cringe but, but it's only like 35 no. minutes long episode three or episode something. three is alright but yeah okay. you're gonna watch it hey, talking of being cut huh? yeah. Glastonbury yeah good one um, nice thank you I try Uh, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Es que I love her. <laughs> She's so Lana Del Rey. She cannot stop being like something would you would imagine would happen to a Lana Del Rey concert. That she came out 30 minutes late and she was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry, guys. My hair <laughs> takes so long to do. And it's like, I cannot even be mad at you. Like, this is literally what happened. You just, your hair takes so long to do. And she was aware that Like, I imagine her being backstage and getting her hair done and the people that work in Gastonbury or whatever um, telling her, if you go out later, um, we will have to cut the show. Like, we will have to cut the the, the microphone and all of this um, because of the law. Like, we are not above it. Um, and, and, and I think she was like, okay, put more hairspray on. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Well, I love the fact she got someone to actually do her hair on stage as well. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, then, after all that, she came on and, like, while she was singing, someone came on to finish off her hair. Oh, my God. I didn't, I didn't get that far. I love that. So it, it would have taken even longer. Yeah. Oh, my God. So if... Right, okay. You're a big Lando Ray fan, right? Yes. If you were at that concert, would you have been pleased it ended in that fashion because it was so Lana Del Rey? Or would you have been annoyed because it meant you didn't have extra songs? I don't think I would have been pleased because I would rather listen to more Lana songs than than that. But I don't think I would be like a thousand percent mad. Like, oh my God, I don't know if I want to be a fan of hers anymore because my time is as precious as her time and she doesn't consider that. I think I would still be the same level as a fan. Um, 
And I, I would be like, oh my God, it was so emotional when we all sang video games a cappella while her microphone was cut off and, and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I don't think I, I don't know, depending on how long was I standing there without going to the bathroom because <laughs> if I left my place, every I wouldn't be able to go back. Have you seen like the videos where you see how many people were there? Like it was insane. For her, I, I saw kind of a picture of Elton John and like, you know, the insane mm -hmm. crowd. But like apparently London Ray was just as big, I heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, I think it must have been the whole festival there. Like all the other stages must have been like empty because I don't understand how many people fit in Glastonbury a do lot. You, do you know what happened to Caroline Polacek? In Glastonbury? Yeah. This year? Yeah. She got a tiny, tiny audience. She was on the same time as Elton John and she was playing to like 100 people or something. What? I know, I know. Maybe a hundred is slight exaggeration, but she got like a really small audience. I would love to be like at a Caroline Polacek show with like two other people. <laughs> like I would love that because here the crowd was huge. Like not that I could go because I was doing interviews, but the crowd was huge. She was playing at the biggest stage and, and everybody was there. So, oh my God, I'm so envious now of the people who like... I'm sorry, Sir Elton John, but I, I would go to Caroline. I When I went to Glastonbury once, I saw a rapper called Kid Sister. Did you ring any bells? Have heard of kin, Kid Sister? Uh, well, for a while, she was like touted as the next big thing. Kanye appeared in one of her songs from Chicago. Oh. I quite get it. She had a good song called Pro Nails. Anyway, uh, and because there's so much stuff going on at Glastonbury, there were more people on stage than were in the crowd. No. Yeah, slightly embarrassing. No. There's about, there's about Seven people on stage and I think five in the crowd, no, including me. No, what what did she do? Did she cry? No, she did it. She kind of went went for it. And oh my god, I think I'm so like easy to. No, I'm not easy to to cry, but I think I would cry in that that well, scenario. I spent literally the whole time being like, I'm feeling really embarrassed. I just want to go. Yeah, but, but it, if I go, then it's yeah, worse. So yeah, like, and I she, do like, she definitely know. sees you in the audience. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like, hey. <laughs> If you leave, she's gonna know you left. So, yeah, and, like, and if just... you didn't pretend to be like really amused, like she could also see that. So, you I... had to be like really into it. There was no way out. Literally. Do you know? I was really, I remember if I was like really like exaggerated. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> you... only, there's only five. You people, had no I'm... other choice. Oh my God. <laughs> Good sister, you owe it all to me. <laughs> Except you don't. But, um, uh, talking like just a break, uh, did you see Lewis Capaldi? Yes. And, <laughs> This made me cry. Oh my god, it was horrible, wasn't no, it? It was really not horrible. It well, was like, oh my god, humans are good after all. Oh my god, the goodness in in human nature is is actually a thing because he really was like having a. Is it like an an attack when you have like the syndromes um, pop on Tourette's? Uh, I, like, I, I don't know the terminology, but he was he was having a Tourette's moment yeah, yeah and and he wasn't able to sing and because of the ticks and all of this going on and everybody the crowd was also huge which makes me wonder how many people fit in that festival um and and everyone sang word by word to the song i like it made me emotional and i'm not even like the biggest no. fan of louis capaldi and it was like if i was on that stage I would be bawling like I would be like this is the most precious moment of my life even though I'm having like a really bad hard time like oh my god people are 
amazing. They could have been like complete silence and, and you just there sta standing and they made it like, okay, we're here for you. You're having this moment and we're not going to be weird about it. Like, we're going to sing. Well, I, I knew someone who was there um, and uh, she said it was a heartstring tugger. I just hope he didn't go off stage and beat himself up too badly. Um, because, yeah, it was... So have you... Uh, I, I was sort of... Bizarrely, I'd been watching... Well, not bizarrely. Um, I'd just watched a Netflix documentary on Lewis Capaldi. Have you seen it? No, I didn't even know he had a, a docu documentary about him. Um, well, basically, I so I read the Pitchfork Reviewers album. Um, I'm not quite sure why. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not particularly interested in Lewis Capaldi. I've got nothing He's, against him, but like... I must say, I didn't know he had such a great voice because the few, like, moments he was able to sing a few lyrics, he, he was amazing and he was having yeah. a bad time. So I must have... When he's, like, doing fine physically and mentally, it must be, like, mind-blowing. But this documentary is pretty shocking. It really is. Because it's just like... It's called How, um, How I'm Feeling Now and it kind of traces him basically trying to record his 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 most recent album you know it's like a couple of, you know from about a couple of years ago and it's just like oh watching him with Tourette's and kind of um you know doing a press conference and he's got the kind of ticks and his and and you know speaking to his parents it's just it's really heartbreaking it really genuinely is and it's like um i thoroughly recommend it because it's just uh i don't know i i don't know what it says about about the modern world or the modern music business or it just it just kind of makes you think god you poor guy he seems like a really mm -hmm. nice really nice yeah. person um and it's like he i don't know if he's just sort of not suited for fame or if modern fame is such a horrible thing or if people have put pressure on him it's really hard to say i think but it's a very stressful job and everyone like has um this stress on them but if you suffer from Tourette's you express it in a physical way. So that's what's like the bummer of all this. Like I didn't know he had to read up until like two days ago or whenever um, Glastonbury was. Well, they only uh, they only diagnosed it a few years ago because he's, oh. he's um, this all comes out in the documentary. Basically, he's, you know, not feeling well and he's kind of having these, I think he, he calls them muscular spasms. Um. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of diagnosed as Tourette's. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, that... And that kind of gives him some sort of relief because he's like, yeah, at least I understand. So you think he um, Tourette, it was like a response, his body responds to all this pressure of the fame. Like, if he hadn't been famous or, like, hadn't had this job, he wouldn't have developed Tourette's. Does it work like that? I don't know. I, th I think I think he sort of had it before, mm -hmm. but like obviously being famous and having lots of responsibility to record a new record really like made it a lot worse, basically. And you just want to be like, dude, don't worry about it. Just just go and go and do something. Else. You know, just go and. So fact, easy he is to say. Yeah, in fact, he is like yeah, like going taking care of his mental health and. And relieving all this pressure he's feeling and stuff. Like he made a statement yesterday, I think. Yeah. Um, on on his social media platform saying that he was taking a break, like also thanking the crowd of, of Glastonbury for being like supportive on that moment. And and that, that was his wake up call, like I have to rest. It that's it. My body's like literally telling me rest.
So this is one of the reasons I was thinking about um, critical responsibility. That and um, did you hear about an article called Billy No Mates? No. This was another big thing from Glastonbury. Basically, um, Billy No Mates is a uh, musician, um, from English musician from Leicester. And uh, she makes like kind of, you know, really good, like uh, kind of post-punky kind of music, that kind of thing. And so she played at Glastonbury. And, like, the BBC airs a lot of it. Um, and she basically asked them to take down the uh, footage of herself performing just because the comments were so bad. <gasps> and Do they, like, air it on YouTube? Like, how do you... Yeah, they they, you know, they, they put up clips, I think, oh I think on their own sites and that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, it's just sort of... made me feel really bad. And it also made me think, like... Maybe know. people are not good after all. Only Louis Capaldi fans, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But the, the, the weird thing was, like, some of it was, like, genuinely horrible. Have you seen them or did you just read, uh, like, the... I, I haven't seen it because basically I only, I only, knew, I only knew about it when, when okay. she kind of asked for it to be taken to be taken down. And I think a lot what a lot of people are saying is basically because she performs by herself, like she doesn't have a band <laughs> or anything. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you look a bit stupid without a band, yeah? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a lot of, uh, not a lot, but there's quite a few acts where it's just a one-person yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's what like, about, you know, rap that, and that, that kind of thing? mind-blowing? Well, like, you know, uh, what about Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, exactly. Like, but, okay, surprising, this is what blew people's mind. Oh, people are awful. Um, but uh, it got me thinking, like, I, it's kind of hard, like, reviewing things, because you've got to be, you got to think, like, well... I don't want to offend anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to... But, like, you know, maybe if I was reviewing Lewis Capaldi honestly, and I don't particularly like his music, mm -hmm. or maybe if I was reviewing Billy Nomads honestly, um, and, you know, I, I don't... I'm, I'm not mad at Billy Nomads. Like, she's good at, good at what she does. Actually, the performance look... You know, the other clips I've seen have looked really good. But, like, what? maybe I'd say something. And it kind of got me thinking a lot about sort of critical responsibility. What do you think? Um, it's like the, have you seen, um, Charlie X, Charlie XCX is quite vocal about yes. not being into agreement with critics and their, the need for their existence, um, because of how they did not understand, um, Room Room when it came out yeah. and then now it's being praised and the person who reviewed it actually made like a re-review and being like, oh my God, my bad. I, it was too far ahead of its time. And then she was like, ha ha, I knew it. And, the, but, and then she wore a t-shirt that said, they don't make statues of critics, which is like quite a hard going tea. I want it. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I don't have my mindset on this. Like, If critics cannot say what they actually think because they can hurt someone's feelings, which I also think we have to take into account, then where's the need? And if we don't take this into account because art should be like to be reviewed and, and talked about, then maybe someone gets their feeling hurt and or maybe like it's very subjective. I don't know. It's... Also, we need to open discussion, like, room, room, having a bad review, open discussion to, like, maybe another person saying what they think and maybe and blah, blah, blah. I think it's important as well. Like, 
it's such a difficult topic and I think we could do like a full on like um, paper on it, on it and still not have like a conclusion. I think the other thing is like, there's nothing wrong with changing your mind. Like yeah, everyone, exactly. everyone kind of changes your way. It doesn't invalidate any opinion you've ever yeah. had, you know. Um, but anyway, should we restore our faith in humanity? Yes. Right, who's the best person in the world? I mean, obviously we all, we all regularly talk about this. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> us and next to us, because we kind of have the a same group, Rina Sawayama. Is it not that the correct answer? No, that is true. That okay. is true. But I was going to go for Jacob Lusk. Him from Gabriel's, remember? Oh, okay. Well, him too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who sung with Elton John and was the best. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he sang he with Elton so John. He was so nice. Um, I, I don't think the interview is up, so it's just for you. No, for but just, just if you if you haven't seen it, just imagine. Yeah, He's really good. Nicest in, man in the world. Exactly. If you wonder if he is as nice as he seems, he is. We can confirm. And this is a song he did with the Blessed Madonna called Mercy. All right, just a little bit. Jacob Lusk uh, and the Blessed Madonna with, with Mercy. It's an absolute house banger. Um, all right, but Rina Sawayama, yes. What happened with her? Glass yeah, now, now to the actual thing we, yes. I thought we were talking about. Um, yeah, I think everyone saw it. At least it was like everywhere on my timeline or maybe I have a Rina Sawayama timed timeline. But if you missed it, she... Um, said before performing Shut the Fuck Up which is one of my favorite songs still like it's from her previous album but it's so good and the music video is so good and it's so funny and at the same time it explains like it like performs um, female rage in a way that it's like very precise um, well Shut the Fuck Up is about microaggressions in in her experience like uh, microaggressions when it comes to like being Asian and stuff and and she's like had this little run before performing that against Maddie Healy because Maddie Healy like we all know and heard that horrible 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 like podcast clip have you heard it I haven't actually heard the clip I've read what it's, he said no 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 it's very bad like when you read it it's like oh my god how can someone say that yeah it didn't sound but good when you hear him say that it's even worse it's like what? Um, well, he went on a podcast. I think we talked about it on the weekly review, so you should know. Um, but he went on a podcast and he was asked about Ice Spice because he went on like maybe like three, four months ago when Ice Spice was like just being like beginning to be known. And he was like, um, Ice Spice, is that, and I quote, Inuit Spice and that chubby Chinese lady <laughs> what like how insane have you have to be like are you man I don't I, want to go on why I think this man is horrible like I, I mean, think you as a critical thinker <laughs> you can know why this is not good but did he say I thought he just agreed like someone else said it no no he, no no he, no. He went like, oh. no he's the one who said that word like the presenter is only asking him like oh what's your thought on on Ice Spice, like she's really everywhere now, or she's beginning to be. And um, do you like her? Do you not? And he's like, "Who is Ice Spice? Is that chubby Chinese lady?" And then he proceeds to like mock a Chinese accent, oh, Jesus. and it's like, "Oh Matt. my god, what what is this? Is it like 1999? Like, I uh, are we back on time? Like, is this supposed? Is this your? Is this?" And I like 
the when men are like this is humor and it's like no it's not it's not you're not funny is if it, this is what it's funny to you and then this part i didn't hear but i i read also because i couldn't stand like listening more to that um podcast um he also said something about black women and and degrading pornography and stuff like that which is like Oh good! Oh good! Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought you, you, I thought you couldn't go any like lower, but you can apparently if you're Matt Healy. Well, Rina Sawayama is aware of all of this, as is everyone. And he said, she said in the before beginning, shut the fuck up. I wrote this song because I was sick of and tired of this microaggression. So tonight this goes to a white man that watches ghetto gaggers and mocks Asian people on a podcast. He also owns my masters. I've had enough. To me, like, everything I was like, yeah, tell them, Rina, where, yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up. And then the part that he, she says, he also owns my masters. I was like, what? Yeah, Why yeah. does Mari Healy own Rina Sawayama's masters? And I did my research, and apparently in 2018, he was um, appointed director of, what's the, Dirty, Dirty Hit. Hit. Yeah, and then after the podcast, he was kicked off. So he had like a bit of a repercussion for saying horrible things. And if you were like, oh my God, maybe maybe cancel culture <laughs> works, it doesn't. Um, it, he, he, he is asked obviously uh, other like um, in interviews and stuff about why he is such a horrible person. <laughs> and he's like, and in a concert, he was like, I spies, I'm sorry for people thinking that was not a joke. I, I know you understand, but some people are stupid and don't understand that joke. I, I'm just making sure you know I love you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what joke? Like, point, like, tell me exactly, like, in this paper, point where the joke is. Like, maybe I've missed it. Maybe you were, like, when people, like, insult someone else, like, say bad things about someone else and... and this person gets like offended and it's like oh my god you cannot take a joke and it's like do you understand how a joke works i don't know and then he went on in the new yorker as well and he was like um that really didn't offend anyone i'm i'm kind of sorry i guess but if someone cannot sleep at night because of that that's their problem i don't think anybody else anybody in the world is like at home like being sad about this and stuff and it's like no, like a lot of people are like a, you are perpetuating stuff that a whole like group of people are trying to fight for years and you're just going on podcast and saying this is joking. These are jokes. This is humor. This is things you can do. And then you're like making like all the battles that people have been fighting, like go back like 30 years. Like if people act like you and said like oh my god nobody's worried about this we would be like so far away in humanity like how is he so stupid see i it seems that this is sort of something that i has happened maybe hasn't happened this year but it's kind of come to my my attention this year like i always thought of thought of him as um i don't know i didn't really think of him much ways like in the, he, you he know, the, the singer of the 1975 that's it yeah yeah <laughs> and like i thought and basically he's renowned for being quite sort of truth in in and quite outspoken in interviews, but not necessarily in a bad. Well, that was yeah. what I thought before this year, but like, and it kind of I think it most obviously this ice spice thing kind of 
was uh, quite big, but I think it kind of really blew up because of Taylor Swift fans, didn't it? I mean, yeah, which is I, really interesting. I don't think it blew up because of that, but when the the rumors that they were dating kind of started going on, the first thing that people thought of when they saw the two of them together, it was like, how can Taylor be dating this man? Like, mm. it's like. It's not a secret um, what his like like mentality is or or the way he goes about life. Like it's been only like two months since this happened, so it it must not be a secret to her. And and how can she be okay with it, and and be okay with being seen with him? Because maybe he, she's okay okay with it, but doesn't want to be like seen as someone who doesn't care about this kind of statement so she goes and hides or something but she wasn't hiding it was like everyone's no everyone knew about it so do you, sorry <laughs> right uh, uh, do you, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this do you think they were a couple yeah i think not a couple but they were like kind of seeing each other like in this kind of sense like oh let's like play around a bit and see and i don't know have dinner and go out and have fun and with him I don't know and do you think they stopped doing that because, because of his I, this, I'm not sure about this maybe I don't yeah I think it, it must have had an effect like oh my god I'm so sick and tired of all the comments like I cannot do this anymore I have so much other stuff to do and this is like getting on my way maybe it did maybe it did but maybe how what did they talk about like well i don't know Marie Healy. i just <laughs> you don't know what what <laughs> i don't I w- know i i i must confess i do not know Marie Healy. um but yeah i don't know and and yeah the discourse of what like why should have fans an opinion on who is dating who like everyone should have their own life and if you want to date someone stupid they should be able to do so just like everyone has dated someone stupid in their life, um, but yeah, what, what do you? Because I, I, I thought it was one of those things. It's like um, they really set out to kind of destroy him, and you're always like, well, that seems a bit harsh. And then you're like, well, yeah, but he's a bit of a dick, isn't he? I, yeah, it's like this duality, like just like they're pub- like maybe this sounds like a toxic mentality, <laughs> but just like they're public personas it's gonna happen like people are gonna have opinions on the people you surround yourself with and and just like um, people will be really happy when you are with someone they like just when just like when Phoebe Bridgers and Paul Mescal got together it was like oh my god the Avengers or whatever um when someone who they think they do not like for you, even though they don't know you or the other person, they're going to be vocal about it. And and that's not something we can fix. Like, oh my God, from now on, we don't talk about celebrities. It is how it works. Yeah. And it, it's, it's going to keep on working like that. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll would you... Would like, about it. Would, let's say... Um, that so I don't know Taylor Swift uh, started going out with someone you didn't like, but kind of like not for any particular reason. Would you? Yeah, just like when she dated Calvin Harris, like everyone was like, okay, I guess. 
But and then she was like, oh, "That is the worst boyfriend I've ever had." Everyone's like, "Yeah, fuck, Calvin Harris." Really? What did she uh, say about him? No, I don't think she said it, but it's kind of implied that's her least favorite boyfriend. Okay, okay. Like, I don't she seem didn't, like she didn't she'd even say. give him a song. Like, you're so irrelevant. I'm not gonna even make a song about you. Harsh. Um, and then, of course, Taylor Swift did a song with Ice Spice. Yeah. That was. Oh my god! True. She is so clever. But she did it. <gasps> Right after, right after. No, I don't think it was no, right after. I think it was during. Oh my god! I I. This should be added. Somewhere. I mean, it's kind of hard to know because it's like, well, when um, it's kind of hard to say like when exactly they were or weren't together. Um, but let's see the uh, but the the song was recorded for a few months. It's not like they went to the studio and the next day it was released. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Are you sure? Because you can I do know, these things really quickly. I know, quickly. because Riot, the mm, Ice Spice producer, posted a, a post um, on Instagram and said, this has been a secret so hard to keep, like as if it was for a long time. But was that over-exaggeration? <laughs> 24 hours. Because <laughs> I, I can actually imagine, I mean, it's a really good song and it really, really works, but I can actually imagine Taylor Swift being like, okay, how do I get this sort of ick off me? I'm this gonna- is a secret for months. He said. Yeah, he says. <laughs> <laughs> I, I He's get the word against ours. Okay. Um, and uh, there's this uh, alarming diagram. That Diagr- seen, yeah, I think we should add this to uh, to the graphic. Is this what you're talking about? It is, it is what I'm talking about. The graphic hates each other, date, dating rumours, friends, uh, or like Jack Antonoff's in the middle. Um, and you've got Taylor, you've got Matt Healy, you've got, I mean... Yeah. T- t- Do you want me to, like, rip it out for for you? And Because some of them, I was like, there's, like, lines in this graphic that we will have maybe on Twitter so everyone can see that I didn't know of. Like, well, how are these two people connected? So I'm going to, like, go explain all the industry drama that's happening or has happened and how all these people are connected um, and hate each other, but at the same time they're friends with the people her friend hates and and at the same time they date it and stuff. So, first of all, iSpice should be added to this graphic yes. and be connected with um, Taylor Swift with a, re- uh, a green line, because green means friends, and to Mary Healy with a red line. But are they friends or are they just kind of Well, they collaborate. Okay, so that will do. They, yeah, yeah. They're on good terms. So, first of all, Rina Sawayama has beef with Mari Healy. We know that. Yes. And we just said it. So that's a, a red line. Mm-hmm. But Mari Healy has beef with other people too, like not Ice Spice, who should be added to this graphic, and it's and she's not. Um, but also... <laughs> Azealia Banks. Well, I don't know yeah. if, if you saw it, but I, I just love it when she uh, decides to talk about a topic. Oh, God. Well, what she did ad- she say about Matt Healy? She addressed the fact that she and uh, him and Taylor were kind of da- dating, and she, she decided to address this. And she said, Matt Healy, you're not a star, nor are you good at whatever this crappy ass mid 2000 in the pitchfork darling fantasy you're trying to sell. <laughs> Ice Spice has, has miles more origi- originality than you will ever. And then another story. Does he know that black women are more coveted, coveted today's industry because there's big business in female rap? Mary Healy is one shared needle away from tetanus. 
Sorry, sorry. What, he's, he's what? He's one shirt. No, what? One shirt needle away from tetanus. Oh my god! <laughs> he does look like one shirt needle. Not commenting on people's bodies. And then Taylor's. Uh, he she addressed Taylor directly um, and said, "Taylor, this guy, is, this guy is gonna give you scabies. Oh, <laughs> he's not on the level." Of powerful puss you worked hella hard to build. And I think Taylor Swift saw these stories and said, she's kind of right. Fuck him <laughs> out of my way. So that brings us to um, another line that connects these people, which is the um, yellow line that connects Taylor um, and Maddie Healy because they were supposed to be dating for a while. And then you must think, so is someone on good terms with Marie Healy? Like it someone feels, must be. It feels like everyone hates him, um, except Taylor. Well, there's a lot of people who are on good terms with Marie Healy that I didn't know of. First of all, we have Caroline Polacek connected with Matty Healy with a green light. Really? Yeah, because she duetted, she went on the stage on on when they were when the nineteen seventy five was touring and they were on Dublin in this month, like on Ju- on the beginning of this month on June seventh. Um, Caroline came on stage and and they duetted um, a song called Caroline, I think. Um, but Caroline is on good terms with Mary Healy and Rina Sawayama at the same time. She's gonna have to choose. Yeah, um, maybe she got a text from Rina like, girl, what's up? Um, so if she's okay with Mari Healy and Rina Sawayama, does Caroline have beef with anyone? Yes, she does, with Kelala. Because Kelala wants, like Caroline, uh, when Kanye came out, this is like history. <laughs> Guys, you have to pay attention. This is going to be like a... A very difficult um, episode. Um, when Kanye, Kanye came out with um, what was it called? That album that it was like um, I love being bipolar, I hate it, or something like that. I oh. hate being bipolar, I love it, or something like this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, that that one. That one. And there was a song um, Caroline posted a screenshot of, and she wrote um, a lyric. She said, "Oh, I love this lyric." Um, and quoted something with the N-word. And Kelala was like, oh my God, this white girl wanna be whatever, and what are you doing? Do you pretend to be like one of us? And then you're blah, 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 blah. So she has beef with Kelala. Another friend of Rina Sawayama mm. is also on the list of people that are on good terms with um, Mati Hilly. Who else could it be other than Charlie XCX, who has a great hit with Rina? So they collaborated together. That's how we know they're friends. And but Charlie has an excuse. Like we have seen Charlie being on good terms with Mary Healy and them going out together because she is dating the 1975 drummer George Daniel, and they're very in love. And they did "Welcome to My Island" remix, which is amazing. And and in that sense. It's okay because being your boyfriend being on a band with someone horrible doesn't make your boyfriend horrible. So, okay, Charlie, you get that one. But does Charlie have beef with anyone if if it's not Matty Healy? She has beef if you remember and you were on Tumblr um, with Marina and the Diamonds. Really? Who accused Charlie of copying her artwork on 2016, and they have like ongoing beef. Like it's still not done. 
And, and she's beef with music journalism as a whole. We could just yes. put like, yeah, but they <laughs> exactly. probably all have. Pitchfork. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's pitchfork should be on the graphic with a red line and everyone connecting Pitchfork <laughs> with a red line. Um, okay, so finally, who is the last one on this list of people who are on good terms with um, Marie Healy? Obviously, the one and only Jack Antonoff. Um, they're on good terms, they're friends. But actually, he is the one who inter introduced Mary Healy and Taylor. Did you know that? I did not, no. Look at that. Uh, so, and Jack Antonov is the one who connects all of Mary Healy's friends, like Charlie, Caroline, Taylor. Like They're all on good terms with um, Jack Antonov because he basically produced all of their albums. Well, not not really, actually, no. I just like A few, a fair few of them. A fair few. Who... An album that he did produce and he's on good terms with also is Lana Del Rey's album. Um, and, and they have a great relationship. They're always together, blah, blah, blah. Um, and another person that he has he has produced the al album for and is also in good terms is Lord. And if you know the PowerPoint <laughs> history, you also know that they were like said to be dating or they had like a, an affair during the recording of melodrama if you want to know more about it um, search lord jagantanov powerpoint on google and you will know everything you need to know about this drama which is maybe one of my top favorites ever however <laughs> these la Lana and Lord, who are Jack Antonoff friends and also former lovers. Don't least, tell me, don't tell me. Have beef. No. I did not, not Lana know and Lord. about. Come on. Yes, because this dates back to 2013 and it's not an, an ongoing beef. I think they have never talked more about it, but Lord started the. Lord was the one who started the beef because in an interview in 2013, she said, like, oh yeah, I listened to her, I listened to Lana Del Rey, but I don't think it. She said, I'm going to quote, um, I was thinking it's so unhealthy for young girls to be listening to, you know, um, stuff like uh, I can I die without you or something like stuff Lana Del Rey says. Yeah. And then Lana, I think she then said, Lord then said that Royals was inspired by Lana Del Rey because she always sings about being in a Mustang and living in the Hamptons and all these and she can, couldn't relate less to their songs, to her songs and and she was like, Royals. That's how it came out. And and then Lana started liking tweets against Lord and stuff <sighs> like that. But they haven't talked about publicly about each other since forever. I don't remember when it was the like the last time. I love it. It's like being back in the playground. It yeah, really is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you have to know everything like, oh my God, if I go out with her, should I bring out this? Oh no, because she has beef. Like they beefed in 2013, but they actually dated in... Da -da -da -da. And it's like, oh my God. Imagine how awesome it would be like if you arrived at the, the sort of um, uh, the dining room, right, at your at your school... And on one table you had yeah. like Taylor, and on the other you had like Matt Healy. You, but oh god, where do I sit oh down? My, what do I sit? No, the politics. or if you put them in a room and and you're like sit down in a table, and they wouldn't be able to like sit next to each other without having someone next to them that they hate. Like it would be impossible to set a table like at a wedding with these guests. Like oh my god, where do I sit him if he's like beefed with them and he's not the ex boyfriend and he blah blah blah. If Jack Antonoff gets married, it's going to be very problematic. Wait. <laughs> we're gonna go there why is he gonna yeah. why, eh? <laughs> this is the best segue you have ever made I didn't even know <laughs> yeah um, so who has beef 
Smith with Jack Antonoff. FKA Twix, like what? What? This is like the most random connection. FKA Twix um, apparently last year got into a heated argument with Jack Antonoff's fiance, um, Margaret Qualley, um, who is the daughter of, um, I don't remember her name, whatever, Andy McGowell. Okay, so um, Jack Antonoff is getting married and will have a lot of problems setting the guest tables. And FK Twigs won't be at the wedding because she beefed with her fiance, his fiance, at the Beverly Hills Hotel, apparently in the lobby, very publicly to, with everyone. And um, because actually, FK, FK, maybe, no, Twigs, sorry, she doesn't like being called FK. And um, she had a. Um, like the argument was, it was related to the lawsuit against Shia LaBeouf because both of them, both Margaret and Twix, dated Shia, and um, I guess Twix wanted Margaret to join the lawsuit. Like the more we are, the stronger the lawsuit will be, and I guess she didn't at the end, and they got um, into an argument because of that, and it, it escalated so much that Jack Antonoff had to join in and beefed with. Um, Tweaks. See, I've just, I think I've just realized why Jack Antonoff couldn't come to Primavera Sound. Uh-huh. Just, just, just too, too complex. Many, just like, too many, you know, like, lines, too many lines going on. Exactly. We'd have treated him very well, but, like, he'd have had to be like, okay, so, because, hang on, how many of these were playing? Uh, actually, this year... Actually, this year, none of none them, of because them. Um, Twigs was supposed to be playing and couldn't come because of the lawsuit, and, and, Car- no, Caroline was... Caroline, yeah. Yeah, I think Caroline Caroline's was, the, the, was the, there um, by herself. Um, but do you want to know the most random of this all and how we close the graphic a bit? Yes. Twix actually has another line with uh, yeah. someone in this chart, a yellow line, which means that they dated think, right? and she dated Mary Healy. What? When? When? <laughs> when? No, she didn't. Um, yeah, she did. And from 2020 to last year. No, oh, quite a long 20, time. 2019 to last year. And when, like, lockdown rules, like, disappeared, both of them re- had, like, very tight schedules again and stuff, and, and they decided to call it quits. I thought most people split up during lockdown. Well, they did after. Okay. They could have... Oh, okay. Just, my God. And this is, like, the most random connection, because if you have beef with Jack Antonov, I guess you have beef also with um, Mary Healy, but no, you can have beef with one and date the other. This is literally the most complicated thing I think I've, uh, I've ever... If you see it like visually, it won't help, but maybe it will help more than just trying to imagine all of this. It's a tweet from Sid Bell at Charlitsky. And mm. should we have just a bit of music uh, just uh, to, to clear to our heads? To relax the brain. Uh, Jada G uh, meant to be. All right, that is Jada G meant to be. And it's very important for me that we got to talk about Jada mm. G's album, Guy. And do you know why, particularly? Because one of my whole things about this album is I think it's been a little bit overlooked. And then well, last week, I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about it. And then we <laughs> overlooked it. So it's like, yeah, I'm very much part of the problem. And we haven't left it very long. Have you listened to it? Yeah, of course, last week. And what do you make to it? Um, I really like it, but uh, it's that kind of album that I'm waiting for you to tell me why I like it. All right, I'm going to tell you why you like it, because it's really unusual and really weird, right? Because basically it's all based around these recordings that her dad, uh, William Richard Guy, uh, did uh, for her before uh, before he died. Like He died when when, um, she was just nine, I believe. So he made all these audio tapes, um, you know, to kind of help her 
know know him and then that kind of thing, documenting his 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 life. Uh, and so uh, basically, when she with this new album, uh, she is using these recordings from her dad um, as like the the. You know, you know the base of the the album. You hear him uh, talking at, at long length. Um, uh, uh, you know the actual kind of clips, and then clever thing that that she is. Sorry, that sounds so so patronising. But she plays an audio clip of her dad talking, and then she kind of makes a song around that. So, like for example, uh, he uh, talks about things like being posted to Thailand with the US military, uh, his first wife uh, leaving him horrible experiences with the police and facing down a teenage bully. And after you've heard that that kind of recording, or while, like sometimes they're kind of incorporated in it, Jada makes a song about it, which is amazing. And it's like, that is a really, really, really clever, clever thing. Um, but, like, and she's done it with all this like, really silky sort of house music and disco. And um, you can just utterly ignore all, all that's behind it. And you can be like, yeah, yeah, this is a really lovely kind of house and disco record. Um, or you know you can you can fully engage with with everything it's saying, and I think that's a really brilliant concept. And she pulls it off, like. And I just think there should be more people talking about this album because, like, you know, house music uh, isn't. You know, there's a, there's a history of like house music looking at social issues, but something like so utterly specific, this kind of thing, and like like the remembrance is is really 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 clever. And that is why, um, for me, you should you should listen to the music. Uh, and I just think it's like a beautiful idea that now, you know, Jada G is going out and playing with the big festivals and all these kind of big events with something that's so, so close to her and so sort of um, personal and, and and that kind of thing. Um, and her dad just sounds like a, a really lovely person. And I interviewed Jada G oh. uh, a few years ago now. Um, and she's a brilliant person. She's like an environmental scientist. She's an absolute... Um, what? She's got a degree in environmental to- toxicology. I love that. Uh, well, sorry, I love toxicology. The, but I love this duality. And she does like this, uh, or she did this series of like, um, uh, basically scientists getting together to plant these kind of things. And she makes house bangers. It's like, what, yeah. what more do you want? So this uh, album should be, everyone should be listening to it. And this meant to be is such a, such a summer tune. It's one of my tunes of the summer. So what do you think of that? Do, do you like it all the more for that? A thousand percent. Like, I was the kind of person that you said, like, oh, you can listen to it, like, full on or just, like, as a house kind, like, disco um, album. And I listened to it superficially, but now I will pay attention to everything you said. Uh, and that, that's, like, oh, you might say, well, you know, obviously you should just be able to enjoy it a musical level, but you can. You can just sort of put it on. Yeah. You can just sort of get down and dance to it. Um, so I absolutely take my hat off to JG, and I'm very glad we got the opportunity to speak about it just a little bit because it deserves uh, all of the attention and more uh, and that's all we've got we've got time for have we restored our faith in humanity I can't remember <laughs> we started good on humanity then we went bad I think then... I kind of did okay did you yeah Jada brought it back yeah <laughs> it was Jada's ending alright shall we end with circle back uh, around Jada G yes <laughs> <laughs>